This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Calling Jesus Christ, the Word linked him to the life that Moses talked about when Moses said, word, life, God's word, life, God's word, life, in Deuteronomy 8.3, Deuteronomy 8.3, man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. God created man, he was not alive, and then God from his mouth breathed into the nostrils of a lump of clay called man, and man became a living soul. And so Moses said in Deuteronomy 3 that every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord is how man lives. So Bethlehem is the house of bread, and out of Bethlehem comes Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. Now God is making a very special point about his selection of the city of Bethlehem. And first God says, There were thousands in the running. There were thousands of places that God considered. And out of those thousands, there was the big city of Jerusalem, the big city of Hebron, the big city of Ashkelon. And when God thought of the big city of Jerusalem for the birthplace of the bread of life, Jesus Christ, God said, And then God thought of the big cities in Judah. And as he went over every one of them, God said, no, no, no. And then God thought of that little tiny place called Bethlehem. And God said, yes, that's the city that I'll have my son, the bread of life, come out of and be born in. And God spoke then to the city of Bethlehem In verse two, in verse two, and he says, but thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been of old from everlasting. See, in verse two, what God is doing there, he's emphasizing that out of the thousands of places of Judah, that God chose insignificant Speck, Bethlehem, why? Why? Because Jesus said about himself in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, Matthew eleven twenty nine. learn of me. He says, you don't know me. 
So learn of me. Learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. Learn of me, God the Son, Jesus said. Learn of what you don't know about me, said God the Son, Jesus. Look at little Bethlehem as my choice and learn of me. Learn of me, said God the Son, Jesus. Learn what you did not expect God to be. Humble, lowly, meek. Look at the fact that I chose little Bethlehem and learn of me. God chose that little tiny place, Bethlehem, to teach us what kind of a man God will respect. What kind of a man God will choose to live with him. Isaiah 66, 2, Isaiah 66, 2. All these things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. That's why out of the thousands of choices that God had, God chose that little Bethlehem to teach us that God chooses to be with and help the person who is little in his own eyes. Poor and contrite spirit man, man who trembles at the word of God. That's why God chose little Bethlehem. God chose little Bethlehem for God the Son to be born in because of what God the Son Jesus was going to do, which was Philippians 2.5, Philippians 2.5, Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even the death of the cross. Obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So God chooses this little tiny place called Bethlehem for the entrance of God the Son, the most spectacular entrance of anyone on planet Earth, and he chooses little Bethlehem for him to be born there because he would be of little reputation. Little Bethlehem for the one who came who made himself of little reputation. God chose little Bethlehem for the one who would be of a little position as a servant. God chose little Bethlehem for the one who would be of little self-seeking in obedience. God chose little Bethlehem for the entrance of one who would be of little demanding as he became obedient to die on a cross. That's why out of the thousands of Judah, God chose little Bethlehem. Then the Bible says the three words, out of thee, out of thee, Bethlehem, God the Son is going to come. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. No one would have expected Verse two, the out of thee for Bethlehem. The wise men didn't expect it. When they came, they thought God the Son, the great God the Son, would be born in the great city of Jerusalem. And they were wrong. Matthew 2, 1, Matthew 2, 1. 
Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Bethlehem is symbolic of the littleness of it all. Bethlehem is symbolic of how little the Lord Jesus Christ made himself. Bethlehem is symbolic of the little Jewish people. Just as among the thousands of Judah, Bethlehem was little, so among all the peoples of the world, the Jewish people are so little. Jewish people are only 0.19% of the world's population. Jewish people don't even make up a quarter of 1% of the world's population. And God said to Bethlehem, so God could say of the little Jewish people, verse two, verse two, yet out of thee shall he come forth. Out of little Bethlehem shall come forth God, the son, Jesus. Out of the little Jewish people shall come forth God, the son, Jesus. Romans 9, 4, Romans 9, 4. Israelites of whom as concerning the flesh, Christ came who is over all, God blessed forever. Out of the little Bethlehem and out of the little Jewish people, God the Son, Jesus, come forth, as he said in Psalm 40, verse seven, Psalm 40, verse seven, then said I, lo, I come, in the volume of the book, it's written of me, I delight to do thy will, O my God, thy law is within my heart. From the little Bethlehem, from the little Jewish people, from the sea came the great seed of the woman, the devil head crusher. He comes forth as predicted by God in Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15, I'll put enmity, he said to Satan. God said to Satan, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. From the little Bethlehem, from the little Jewish people, the great people gathering Shiloh comes as predicted by Jacob with the few breaths that he had left on his deathbed in Genesis 49.10, Genesis 49.10, when he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Micah 5.10, verse two, verse two, Micah 5.2, verse two, shall he come forth? Makes us think of three questions. Shall he come forth? So, where did he come from that came forth? So, where is he coming to? He that came forth. So, why? Why did he leave? Why did he come? And Jesus left us no wonder for the answers to these questions. When he said in John 6, 38, John 6, 38, I came down from heaven. He said, I came down from heaven. Where did he come for? Why did he do that? Why did he come from heaven? John 6, 38, John 6, 38, I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. This is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing but it should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son 
and believeth into him may have everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. He came to do God the Father's will, and God the Father's will was to save and not to lose any person who, number one, sees beyond the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ to see who Jesus Christ really is, that he is the word of John 1.1, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Number two, for the person who responds to that sight by believing himself into Christ, which means confess to God his sins, turn away from his sins, and trust in Jesus Christ to save him, and then obey Christ. God, the Father's will, is that the person who sees and believes should have everlasting life, and that person should be raised from the dead. It's all about eternal life. All this week, I've been thinking of two questions that my friend asked me. My friend, who is a graduate of of Yale, he's a Yale attorney, a friend, who was the federal U.S. attorney for San Diego. He was the chief prosecutor for San Diego. That means that he knows how to tell if a person is lying or not. He knows how to tell if a person is really telling the truth. He knows how to tell if a person really knows what he's talking about. He's a master interrogator. And the two questions my friend asked me were, Tom, do you really believe in everlasting life? And what is heaven like? And the first question, do I really believe in everlasting life or life after death? And I responded is, I said, yes, there's no question about it. It's more real to me than life now. And then the second question, what is heaven like? And I thought to myself, wait a minute now, before you answer, I said to myself, this is a master discerner of whether or not a a person really knows what he's talking about or not, so don't fake it. So I answered, the Bible gives us very little details about the physical characteristics of heaven. It says something about streets of gold. I don't know if it's 14 karat gold or 24 karat gold. I don't know if the street signs are made out of silver. I can't tell you what the air's like. I can't tell you what you see in heaven. I really know very little about those type of details in heaven, but I can tell you that I know the most important part of heaven. I can tell you what I know heaven to be. Heaven is, two words, Jesus Christ. That's heaven. Heaven is Jesus Christ. When I die, I will wake up and I will see heaven when I see the face of Jesus Christ because heaven is his home and heaven is all about Jesus Christ. The whole focus of heaven is on Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is good, heaven is good. Because Jesus Christ is light, heaven is full of light. I may not know very much about the details of heaven, but I know about the center and the focus of heaven, and that is Jesus Christ. 
I know a lot about Jesus Christ and I'm learning more about Jesus Christ every day and in heaven, I'll continue to learn more and more about Jesus Christ and that is what heaven is, Jesus Christ. The first description of a person who went to heaven was of Enoch and the record says in Genesis 5.24, Genesis 5.24, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Enoch walked with God. He walked with Jehovah Jesus. That was the description of Enoch's whole life. Enoch knew Jehovah Jesus, and Enoch spent his life getting to know more and more and more about Jehovah Jesus. And all Enoch wanted to do in life was to learn more and more and more about Jehovah Jesus. And that's what it means when it says, Enoch walked with God. And Enoch wanted to, what he ever wanted, what he wanted to do for the rest of his existence, for, for all of his existence, he's not gonna die, was to be with Jehovah Jesus. And one day, God just took Enoch off of earth to God's home, which is in heaven, where people on earth and all people on earth saw was Enoch was not. In Genesis 5, 24, Enoch was not. And people said, where's Enoch? And some said, I don't know. All I know is that Enoch is not here. And others said, Enoch's not here because Enoch is with God. God took him. And the question is, who is heaven for? Who is really heaven for? For whom is heaven? Heaven is for those who want to be with Jesus Christ forever. That's the people that heaven is for. John 14, 3, John 14, 3, God, Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. 2 Corinthians 5, 8, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present from the Lord. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Heaven is for those who want to be with Jesus Christ forever. If a person does not want to be with Jesus Christ forever, heaven is not for that person. Heaven is for those who want to see the face of Jesus Christ and have the name of Jesus Christ on their forehead. Psalm 17, 15, Psalm 17, 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Revelation 22, 3, Revelation 22, 3. There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. If a person does not want to see the face of Jesus Christ, if a person does not want to have the name of Jesus Christ in his forehead, heaven's not for that person. Because heaven is for those who want to see the face of Jesus Christ and have his name in their foreheads. Heaven is for those who have had a life of being guided by Jesus Christ. Psalm 73, 24, Psalm 73, 24, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? 
and there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. If a person does not want Jesus Christ to guide him in life, heaven's not for that person. Heaven is for those who want to serve Jesus Christ forever. Revelation 22.3, Revelation 22.3, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. If a person doesn't want to serve Jesus Christ forever, heaven's not for that person. Heaven is for the person who wants to see the glory of Jesus Christ. John 17, 24, John 17, 24, Jesus prayed, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. If a person does not want to see the glory of Jesus Christ, heaven's not for that person. Heaven is for those who want to become like Jesus Christ. They don't like the way they are, and they want to be like Jesus Christ. 1 John 3, 2, 1 John 3, 2. Now, beloved, are we the sons of God? And it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. If a person doesn't want to become like Jesus Christ, heaven is not for that person. And all this is true because... Micah 5, 2, verse 2, shall he come forth. And where Jesus Christ came from, heaven, heaven is filled with his praises. And now we see in verse 2, out of thee shall he come forth unto me. So when it says that Jesus Christ came forth out of heaven, it was unto God the Father that he came. That means that even though he was here on earth, his focus was always upward on God on God the Father. He was always thinking, what should I do to make God happy, to make God the Father happy? That's what I want to do. What is it that he wants? What will make him happy? That was a focus of his mind, John 8, 29, John 8, 29. He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. I do always those things that please him. That shows us that we'll never be more close to God on earth than when we're doing what God wants us to do. And when our lives are structured like that, to please God, he will be more with us because he said in that verse, John 8, 29, he that sent me is with me. I do always those things that please him. And then it says that the will of God the Father is that Jesus should be ruler of Israel. God decreed it in Psalm 2, Psalm 2, verse 6, Psalm 2, verse 6, when God the Father said, yet, have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I'll give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy, for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. This is why when the angel Gabriel came to Mary before Jesus was born, he told her in Luke 131, Luke 131, behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne 
of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And that sign, that sign that Pilate put over the cross of Jesus that was written in those different languages, that was written in heaven. And Pilate would just transcribed it. Where it says in John 19, 19, John 19, 19, Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And that's the title of Jesus Christ because of verse two, verse two, Micah 5, 2. Out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. Tom Cantor's messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. For other free resources, email us at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. Join our live services on YouTube by searching Friendship with God with Tom Cantor every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.